Um, I can keep it like this too. Like if you want uh, to fine. do it's an fine. entire <laughs> no, no, like no. a TikTok. Uh, yeah, yeah no, like no, a TikTok. No. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what they don't tell you about the Federal Reserve in 2009. Welcome to Spinsters, a podcast where we've heard that before. I'm Jordan. That's Haley. Harry's here. Sierra's here. And later we have Tim Baltz, comedian, actor, writer, and BJ from the hilarious Righteous Gemstones on HBO. Um, not much housekeeping today. Just make sure to subscribe to our YouTube, rate, like, subscribe, all those things. And Tim, after the break. When you're scouting prospects, you need a powerful partner. You need Indeed. Sign up for Indeed now and get a $75 credit towards your first sponsored job. Plus, earn up to $500 extra in sponsored job credits with Indeed's virtual interviews. Visit Indeed.com spinsters to learn more. Our next partner has a product that I use all the time. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to feel healthier. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Visit athleticgreens.com spin. You're... That's your character is responsible for my favorite scene of the last season where he wears the pink outfit after the baptism. <laughs> that is <laughs> when you saw the outfit. Did you did you think that's perfect or did you object? <laughs> I mean, you know, it is. You just have to like put your mind and you have to get in the right mind frame to to be like, this is a gift. It's a gift to look this stupid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you have to lean into it. You have to. You have, yeah. But I, I think that this. Uh, I'd like to think that I'm nothing like the the character. Um, but what I do know is I I am definitely. I I have clocked that people have projected onto me this kind of character, my whole life. Um, in basketball, for instance, I always use that to my advantage because I step on the court and people would just be like, this stupid clown, I'm going to eat this guy alive. I'd be like, yeah, I'd play into it. I'd be like, oh, what are we playing to, you know, or like any rules I should be aware of? Or And, and I would always catch people by surprise. Um, what is your game? Is, yeah, that was going to be my question. Describe your game to us. Well, I'm 41 now, so my game consists of not having good knees like anyone else. <laughs> I was going to say jump shots all day. Yeah, jump shots all day. But luckily it was uh, – I, I lived – I grew up in a house that had a six-foot-high basement, so you couldn't jump in the basement. Um, but I had a full basketball hoop mounted on the wall that was like four feet up, I guess. <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> and I would dribble down there. So I would do all these like – I had this like old projector projector machine and someone had given me a reel to reel with um, pistol Pete drills on them. Wow. So I learned all these pistol Pete drills when I was like 10 or 12 and I used to close my eyes and just dribble for like hours at a time. So once I started focusing on it, I played soccer so I could never um, try out for the actual basketball team. And our basketball team was really good. We went to state like, every other year. Um, so even if I'd made it, I would have been, a, you know, obviously the 12th man, but I got really good in like junior senior year of high school. Um, and I'd always been pretty good, but no one could take the ball from me. And I was very, very good shooter and I can shoot out to like 30 feet. Um, so that was always kind of the bread and butter if I'm on the court and there's a point guard who's like, stronger than me then i just shifted over to kind of you know like a steve kerr kind of shooting guard just the further they push me out i'm like i'm okay and as long as someone on the team knew what i could do then i was fine um but i, I legit wanted to be a professional athlete growing up i just did not get big enough what about soccer hey, what was happens. your position in soccer yeah. outside mid okay yeah Same. and then b baseball i was like middle infield um center field and then that that was the thing that was 
baseball was one I was least suited for. I think like you just had to get like all like stocky. There were just like guys overnight that their thighs would just be like bigger than my midsection. I'm like, uh, I'm not built for this. And then you really have to have the right kind of mindset to deal with like an 85 mile per hour breaking ball that starts at your head and, and, and drops to your knees. And I just did not have the mindset for that. I'm like, it's going to hit me in the face. <laughs> and I yeah, stuck I out. Yeah, I hated it. softball for that same reason. And the softballs, while being thrown slower because they're bigger, are much bigger. The mound so, is closer. It's just, Softball's way harder, in my it, opinion. It's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Way harder. I'm not a fan. When we moved to Indiana from Connecticut, so when we were in Connecticut, it was just like soccer all the time. It was great. Yeah. Um, and field hockey, but I didn't play field hockey. And then we moved to Indiana when I was in middle school, and I really wanted to fit in. So I joined 4-H and started playing softball. And I thought softball was volleyball because it's called softball. So if you think about it, like, to me, it was the that sport that had sense. a softer ball. Yeah. It does make sense. And I just never, like, really paid attention, I guess, and then went to practice, and I was out very shortly after, maybe, like, a year. Put in a year at – the furthest outfield you could go. Yeah, it always felt just like a compressed version of of baseball and and harder to score, you know, running the bases felt hard, fielding felt harder. Harder like just, cheers, every, like longer, harder, yeah. you know, the, <laughs> yes. a lot of slant rhymes. Yeah, it was all around, like much harder sport. <laughs> Jordan, did you play sports as well? I did. I played basketball and only basketball. I didn't feel like... I was coordinated enough for softball like that was never the plan. But I did wish I played tennis. My dad tried to get me into tennis. He was like, that would help your footwork and basketball. Like it would all it always had to come back to basketball. But I love tennis now as an adult. It's so fun. And I wish yeah. I had played it earlier. It's so much fun. Outfits. Started... Amazing. Yes. Outfits are great. A great workout. Um, and you can get really Zen. Like if you're not, it's a great sport to play at less than hundred percent intensity. Yes. I just started taking lessons down here, uh, which is exciting. My sister was number one varsity in high school for tennis. Nice. And I'm three years younger than her, but that gave me really terrible habits. Cause she was like, she had beautiful form, but she was so slow. <laughs> so I would just run all over the court, like hitting slice shots and I would beat her and she'd get furious but I never, they're like big holes in my game. So I started practicing on that. Ping pong is my game. I'm a monster and I'm cocky as hell. <laughs> oh, I, I'm kind of good at ping pong, but I don't have the spins down. I'm sure you got some, some you great have, spins. Do you have angles? Cause there, I just played someone who gave me the, my toughest challenge last weekend and she played flat angles and, um, my like my slice did nothing like it was so hard to to figure out ping pong to me is like you get two people that are good and their styles are different and it's almost like kung fu you're just trying to solve someone before the end of the before you get to 21 and if you can solve them then you're like okay i'm figuring out where the openings are i'm figuring out what they're expecting and once i know what they're expecting then i can throw the change up then i can throw the off speed thing then i can you know like move the ball around and because if someone has an even forehand and backhand in ping pong and they can handle all types of spin. It's, it just, it's a, it's a fun problem to solve. I love that part of ping pong. Competitive ping pong Good is game. really fun to watch. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine participate in if I were, you know, had any ability at all. But then when you take the levels of talent down to like near nothing, that's one of the worst sports. There are some sports that will always be fun regardless of talent level. Ping pong, it's just like, the ball what is are in we the doing? corner. Yeah, every yeah, single. Exactly. What are <laughs> yeah. we doing? What are we doing here? You really got to practice before you bring it. Um, yeah. I, speaking of like hobby sports and picking them up as, as an adult, um, I wanted to talk about the the Live Golf Tournament. Oh. Um, is it called LIV or is it called Live? I imagined it was like the club. I know it's named after the Roman numeral 54. If they're taking Saudi money and they want us to not call it Live, that's unacceptable. <laughs> Now one we could take, but the other yeah. one. Well, one one we're gonna take no matter what. It, yeah. it exists, but if, it can't exist and have and be like, don't call it live. It's it's spelled. It says it I'm has not calling it L I V. I'm not I'm not giving it more syllables for blood money. Doesn't get more syllables. Right. <laughs> Gotta earn those. 
<laughs> um, I, our friend, our former coworker, Kevin Clark, tweeted, if live football launch next year targeting QBs, which QB is jumping first? If we change this to the NBA and there was a Saudi-backed basketball league, what players do we think are just, like, dying to get the fuck out? Current players. Like, obviously, with golf, it's interesting because uh, while Mickelson is technically a current player, I think most people think of him in the past tense. True. That's true. Okay, so current players who would Like, who, who would needs jump? money, I guess, is really the question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or who presents as a villain? Because I could see Trey Young jumping and just being like, I'm Wario, you know? Like, I'm the Wario of the NBA. I My- don't know... I don't know if he would, but maybe. Mine is like similar, that. yeah. Jimmy Butler, I think. Ooh, a, I yes. think he gambles. Mm. B, I think he's up for a, any kind of time. And C, <laughs> I best... guess he likes to swerve, you know, when most people. He's best friends with Mark Wahlberg. He's for sure going to the live tour. Yeah, that's a gamble right there, just being friends with Mark he, Wahlberg. He's comfortable <laughs> with the problematic, yeah. Water. Is he a listener? Did I I ruined my own career? <laughs> Mark Wahlberg? I fucking <laughs> hope not. I I get up at two thirty two. Mark. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um. I. It's hard to do basketball the same way like you could do quarterbacks. There's so many of them. I guess it's kind of like point guards. Yeah. Oh but, well. Um, I think Ennis Cantor would probably go. That's what I was thinking. Freedom. Freedom yeah. would freedom. be oh, the my first. Sorry, he would Ennis Freedom. Okay. I'm so- right. <laughs> Gotta correct you there. That's a really important player that so sorry. future so sorry. Hall of Famer in his freedom as they credit him. No. I've I've yes. slandered I've slandered Tucker Carlson guest and his freedom. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Which on this podcast is unacceptable. <laughs> um another hypothetical that is probably not going to happen, but you know what? I don't know um how much you participate in the writer's room, but if we also were thinking if the uh, gemstones like were supporting a an NBA team. Where do you think that they would lean? Like, what would their family, born and raised fandom, be? Ooh, that's a great question. Uh, what would their fandom be? I feel like I, I I feel like it wouldn't. It would either be something like you know, like the like the Lakers, you know, or Celtics, where they'd be like, we root for winners, you know, we root for like the Yankees of <laughs> a league or the, or the Cowboys, more like the Cowboys. We root for the Cowboys of a league. Um, yeah. Cowboys maybe is a better example. Like what's a, what's an NBA team. It, it couldn't be New York. Cause obviously they would, they culturally, they, they wouldn't accept that. Can Jordan, you see do you them, have like, the magic? I feel like they'd be like an Orlando magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the logo on the jersey, like the gems. Right, logo, like just they're sponsoring the, sponsor. the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, on the magic jersey. That's I, I think that's the way to look at it. Is like how, like, what would the logo fit on? Uh, like, which jersey would it fit on the best? I don't know. Color scheme wise, I think I'm stuck on like color scheme wise, but on the magic, it'd be pretty funny. That would. That's be a hilarious. good idea, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if not blasphemous, though, just because of the name, I don't really know. For I know me, magic. I was thinking like the real life example of Joel Olstein, and I was like, oh, he must be a Houston fan, but or like a Rocket. I don't know because he doesn't really seem to support the community of Houston. Oh no! You know what it would be? <laughs> oh, I know. No, it's Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, oh, they are the mega church of the yeah. NBA. Yes, yes. They, they literally still pray before games. That's, they do. Yes. That's a good one. They hold the whole arena in prayer. Yes, they are. They do. They and, have a. And the owner, like prayer. you know, he stole them from Seattle. Like he he bought them and was like and was like uh, and they're like you're gonna be here, right? And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's fine. It's it's all good. And then literally a year later. He takes them to Oklahoma City, and then you find out that like he was the one backing all the um, what was the that he like it was California Prop Eight was it? Um, oh, like a bad. Uh... He was su- yeah super mm. anti LGBT. Mm. Uh, oh, good. Yes. Okay, so that's the <laughs> one. All tracks. All right. Yeah, he, he was <laughs> that against <is> the one. <laughs> big time against gay marriage, and it can't. And then like the, everyone found that out like after they'd moved to Oklahoma City, and you're like. Really? You let this guy get away with lying and stealing the Sonics and then it just kept piling up? I don't yeah. know. I feel like 
I feel like they'd be all in on the thunder. That'd be also like the thunder has like biblical connotations. Yes, you know that's what I, mean? what I like. Bring the thunder. I feel like yeah. they would put that mm. as a part of the church service somehow. There's a worship song in there somewhere. I know yes. there's a lyric that says that yeah, <laughs> at some could, point. <laughs> couldn't you see Jesse Gemstone like talking to the players and be like, like God's thunder, you know? And be like, uh, <laughs> yeah. be like uh, I don't know about that. It's like from a dunk. And he's like, yeah, no one dunks harder than Jesus. Let's pray. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's the team. Yeah, I that's can see the logo right and everything. That's yeah. it. <laughs> I think the actual godliest team for me is the Spurs. But mm. I don't, you know, I doesn't necessarily the godliest team is not the team that they would support. So Do you mean um, like like their their uh their franchise just has like the purest kind of intentions or the way that they go about doing things? Is that behind that? The Spurs being the godliest? Yeah. Yeah, there's like a some kind of pure sense of purity coming from them. I think so. Yeah, I think the basketball gods love the Spurs. I agree. They love the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I think it might just be by default because think of another team that you would describe in the NBA as godly. As godly? Why? Because with the San Antonio, you're like, yeah, I can kind of see it, but like, if you can come up with another one. I can't do it. I, I, I can't either. <laughs> I, I would agree because I have that much respect for Popovich. I just think like they're run so with such good intention. So I, I fully agree. You know, we nobody's really talked about like, oh, this is the off season where he could randomly. It's yet another off season, but I haven't really heard people talk about him leaving. So maybe they just assume that he wouldn't leave on a year yeah. that they haven't made it. Like, I don't know. Well, it seems like didn't Duncan step stepped down from his staff. Um, Becky Hammonds went to the WNBA. I really mm-hmm. thought she was going to take over as coach. Yeah. Maybe. Well, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Do you have a W team? Uh, Are you a Sky this, fan? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah. There, when I was in college, I forget if the Sky had started yet. When I was in, I went to Loyola in Chicago, and for a little while, I was like, "Oh, you know, they had like a tiny broadcast journalism department or something." Um, and one of my majors was communication, so was, they had a radio station. So I would go downtown and I would do sports for their, like, you know, eighty-eight point seven FM radio station, which nobody cared about. It was all like rockabilly hipsters. And like Elvis Costello freaks, you know, <laughs> in like the early 2000s, just judging me for being down there and running through like box scores for sports <laughs> on an indie, like low uh, frequency FM channel. But it gave me access to all this stuff. And, and I, I remember going to a bunch of like minor league games and um, I went to a uh, women's national friendly between the U.S. and Germany, and got to interview Mia Hamm and um, Carlisle, and uh, it was really like a wild time. And then when the Sky showed up, I knew a friend who was like their PA announcer or something like that. Um, and there was a lot of there was a lot of excitement before you know the TV market kind of caught up, and I just thought their run was. Like that, I what an incredible run! That was the most, like even the NBA playoffs. I don't watch everything, but I watch a lot. But that's I I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I missed a single like televised Sky game in that playoff run. It just became this. What were they the sixth seed? It was like how are mm-hmm. they doing this? They just keep beating the odds, and you just had this team of destiny feel about them. And usually the luck runs out, and it didn't run out. Oh man! So and Candace Parker coming home and just like the store, it was amazing. I thought I saw you next to Chance the Rapper right there courtside. That was yeah. That was yeah, probably. I had, a, yeah. I had a, a four on my hat. <laughs> <laughs> this girl I went to high school with is his stylist, I think. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. I yeah. feel like that that hat could make its way into Righteous Gemstones at some point. Just like a four. Or the three. For, the three? Oh, for yeah, for the Holy rapper. Trinity? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's for. Hey. Just uh, in the background somewhere, just a Chance the Rapper hat. That would be an Easter egg that yeah. only a few would get. <laughs> it would be. I like we're stumbling onto this pattern where, like, the gemstones keep assuming things are godly. And people are like, no. They're like, yeah, yeah, three. Holy Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thunder. <laughs> Warriors. Thunder. You're like, the Warriors. We got to root for the Warriors. They're in San Francisco. Ooh, uh, we'll root for the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any finals thoughts? This is. I realize afterwards this is probably the um, worst time for all of us to do this because people listening to this are going to listen after the game's over. So please lay out all of your predictions because they'll just be measured against if it actually happened or not. Ooh, it's tough. I, I can't remember a finals where it felt more kind of unpredictable. Um, and I'm very excited. I've been excited every single game, even like game one, which was a shocker. I think I'm pulling for the Warriors, but I really love the Celtics team. And I felt like they should have beaten LeBron in that game seven a few years ago. So I'm so happy to see them here. Really happy to see Marcus Smart have shouldered, shouldered like such a big load throughout the playoffs because Brown and Tatum um, get the most kind of love, but I feel like Smart has had just like he really played with a crazy amount of responsibility offensively, which you don't see, especially for having been the defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. I could see Boston winning this game because I think they are that gutsy. Um, despite everyone going into this game saying, like, Steph, there's no way he has a bad shooting night. He's coming out. He's going to be livid. He's coming out with a vengeance. Yeah, but the Celtics are really good. They're really gutsy. Their defense is great. And if they have a Grant Williams game or an Al Horford game, who's to say at home they can't tough it out? I don't know. Or maybe I'm just so superstitious that I'm like, I'm picking the Celtics because, wink, I want the Warriors to win. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think all those things are correct. For me also, if you're if the um, bulk of your game is for you to go off is dependent on threes, it's hard to say, like, he's coming out with a vengeance because it's hard for me to picture that. That's a matter of accuracy. If you're, like, driving in, then, yeah, vengeance, like, intensity. But if you're shooting, you kind of just need to be precise i would guess you wouldn't want to be so passionate about it but yeah for him to cut to not uh have a three and then want to come back and make a bunch of them i could see that as well <laughs> i Jordan, think he do will you have a yeah i think he will steph curry will make a bunch of threes um I think that vengeance, when I think of vengeance, I think of that Andrew Wiggins game. Like he was on a mission and he was driving the paint a lot and he was being very aggressive. I I don't think, I think Steph's just going to take a lot more. And I think by that he will make more. Um, But it's time for Jason Tatum to have a big game. It hasn't happened yet. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're coming home this is a closeout game. That's been a lot of the talk about the Celtics of how when their backs are against the wall, they do show up. So Tatum's going to have a big game. But I think the Warriors still win. That's my bold prediction. Ooh. I like that. I think I'm just going to sign on to Jordan's prediction. <laughs> <laughs> we both go down if it's not right. <laughs> yeah. I, I could see Steph having 30-plus. I feel like they – they really hounded him. Like they, they did not give him any space in game five, but they lost. So you have to think that their defensive adjustments are going to open up more space for him. They just have to because you can't go in saying we're going to do the same thing. We want Steph to score 16. We dare you to beat us. But the way that you kept him to 16 opened up a little bit of room. Um, and defensively, the Warriors are good enough that I don't think you can count on blowing them out, even if Steph has a bad shooting game. Clearly not. I, I think game five is maybe more repeatable for the Warriors than the Celtics. Um, so my guess is that it opens up more space for Steph. And I, I really I think that Wiggins on the glass is the is the big X factor. Mm-hmm. And, and well, no, the big X factor, I think, is Robert Williams. If Robert Williams could play 36 minutes a game, I think the Celtics would have already won the series. Yeah, I mean, both are true, though, because for both sides, it's like, who's going to be looser with the ball? Who's going to be tighter with the ball? You lean it a little bit in the direction. Who's going to have a solid third guy come through, mm-hmm. whether that be Wiggins? And sometimes Wiggins and Clay rotating. You don't know who's going to be the second or the third any given night. Or Robert Williams. Speaking of Robert Williams, did you guys see the Isaiah Thomas tweet? No. 
Okay, hang on. Let me pull it up for you. No. What did he say? So there was a tweet that said... IT or Pistons Isaiah Thomas? Extra A, Isaiah Thomas, so IT. Um, so there's a report. It says Celtics told Robert Williams playing through injury won't make knee worse. So essentially the, the write-up is saying that the Celtics told Robert Williams the third that if he plays through the knee, it's not going to make it any worse, dude. And then Isaiah Thomas quote tweeted that and said, heard that before, LOL. <laughs> Ooh. If you are new to basketball oh. and don't get that context, um, <laughs> Isaiah Thomas played on a – I don't even remember what the hip injury was. It was one of those that had many um, syllables and, and all kinds of vowels and, you know, very technical terms. But, yeah, he played through a hip injury, and it changed his career and for the worse, and he's never been the same since. And the Celtics told him it would be fine. Um, and I looked up what Robert Williams has been doing – um, to recover. So he had he tore his meniscus. Um, he had surgery on March thirtieth. He came back less than a month later for game three against the Nets. And if you've been paying attention, if you gamble for sure, you'll know that every single game he's listed as questionable, not even probable. It's been every single game, mm-hmm. and he's played through it to the degree I think he can. To recover, he has been draining his knee. He drained it all the time during the Heat series, and he stopped for this series because he said it just keeps refilling. It's pointless. He's icing it, deep tissue massages, treatment, and then he starts the process all over again every three hours until he goes to bed. I do not think Mm -mm. it is okay to play through something where you have to do all of that. I get it because he has a limited amount of time he can play. He's in the finals. You feel an obligation. You know your team needs you. You're the reason that this season turnaround happened because Ime switched what they do on defense, and he's the center of that, literally. And, yeah, I get wanting to play and feeling you need to play, but that just stinks. And he looks like he's in pain. Like, when you watch him play, when he comes down, he's hobbling, he's limping. I think that's the part that hurts the most is it's like – great job you're doing what your team needs but you are physically in pain and that's where i'm like please sit down rest put a heat pad put some ice but he doesn't seem like he's going to and it makes now it makes it a lot clearer why they've kept saying throughout the whole playoffs some days it feels good some days it feels bad for him like he'll wake up and he'll be like it's a good day and he's just flipping a coin every single day he wakes up not knowing if it's going to feel good or bad and you can see it like you can see the games where it feels bad for him. He's ineffective. And in this series, it seems like he's had a couple games in a row where it felt good. And where it doesn't play into Boston's favor is that they've lost. They haven't won all of those games. Mm-hmm. And he had been such a factor um, when he was playing well. I mean, he's such a problem. Yeah. I don't he know. Is, I, he is. He is. You, and his game is like dependent on collision. That's the problem. He's. He is literally your stopgap. Like he's going to either go very quickly laterally. He goes. I mean, it's just like seeing the range of motion because you Mm -hmm. know that that hurts because it all comes from your knee. I hate it for him. But yeah. yeah. And his presence, too. I think I hope that's not what they're telling him of just like be out there because that makes Steph think twice when a center goes and sets the screen and Robert Williams' hand is there, then Steph may not take that three. And I feel like that's one of the big reasons that he's out there. But I don't think it's worth it. It's never worth it to play through an injury because you have the rest of your life besides this part. You're not going to be able to walk in like 10 years. That's what I always think about. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I would feel bad for him if he has lasting damage and, and they lose in six, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and he's 24, and oh. center's years are cut even shorter usually. Big men's years are cut even shorter. Um, yeah, I would hate for them to do all this and for him him to do all this and to lose as well. That just feels not fair. Um, we are going to take a quick break. Then we're going to talk about uh, Christian Wood, some Chicago fandom, and maybe why comedians love basketball so much. 
Our next partner has a product that I use all the time. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to help my immune system. I really just wanted to feel healthier. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto like me, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com spin. Again, that is athleticgreens.com spin to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The right draft pick can take your team to the playoffs and beyond. When you're scouting prospects, you need a powerful partner. You need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is the virtual interviews. A lot of people are working from home. They do not want to come into an office. And with Indeed, it saves you time. You can message, schedule, and interview top talent seamlessly all in one place. Sign up for Indeed now and get a $75 credit towards your first sponsored job. Plus, earn up to $500 extra in sponsored job credits with Indeed's virtual interviews. Visit Indeed.com slash Spensters to learn more. Claim your credits at Indeed.com slash Spensters. Indeed.com slash Spensters. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, okay. Well, Christian Wood got traded to the Mavs. I thought this was very funny trade. Um... They are giving away the number 26 overall pick in this upcoming draft. Boban, Trey Burke, Marquise Chris, and Sterling Brown in exchange for Christian Wood, um, who's in the final year of a, of his three-year deal. I think that's why I thought it was so funny. Also because he is such a problem um, <laughs> in the locker room. Not like on the – he is on the court as well. Dual and threat. A problem, yeah, problem can be multiple threat. things. Yeah, yeah, he's a problem. He's yeah, a problem. This is his seventh <laughs> team in seven years. Um, that is just so – that's so many things to give up. Things and players and, and yeah, for, uh, for a player that I hope um, is legitimately going to be, like, a, a net good for – the Mavs, but I mean, he can do things that that will benefit them. He can shoot. He can he plays super well inside. But um, I don't know. I like it for the Mavs right now. But I think that Dallas is like very remarkably um, short sighted. Their front office sees right in front of their face and does not see far away at all. Wait, is that far sighted? Technically, isn't that far sighted? If you're near sighted, you can't see. Sorry, I have perfect vision, so it's just not a problem. For me. Okay. <laughs> wow. Let me throw away my glasses. Good. That's a that's a really cool flex that you were able to. Damn. Um, that felt brag- like a really naturally like a- worked out. <laughs> yeah. I know you kind of that was like an off the backboard LU, Bailey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really good at something while not knowing things. <laughs> flex. Uh. uh <laughs> the yeah they because the Dinwiddie the Porzingis uh, for Dinwiddie trade was fantastic. It was great. I mean Dinwiddie helped them obviously get as far as they did in the playoffs. When you look at their roster, Chris had at first at first I was like, oh Christian Wood, wow, yeah, think of the upside. And then I saw that his contract is expiring, and then I thought about Chris and how like Marquise Chris had had such a resurgence and clearly has just not found the right environment yet to flourish like he he absolutely has like you know maybe four or five like really good years and has just never been in the right place will it i don't know when you think about like how they got beat at the end of this playoffs is that is that the move yeah who, who are you replacing like who's i get 
Chris wasn't getting that many minutes. Burke wasn't getting that many minutes. Boban wasn't a long-term solution. Sterling Brown, I for, I forget what role he had. So is Christian Wood, is he going to solve the problems that they need to solve in order to get past the Clippers, Suns, or Warriors? Yeah, I don't. I, that's a question mark for me. I don't know if, if he's the missing piece, but I think of Boban in this situation. Um, <laughs> he's so lovable. I'm really sad for Luca because they really had a BFF situation. But when he when you think about this Rockets team, like who is going to be his next best friend? I don't I don't know. Is it John Wall? Is that like who is that going to be his John his Wall best is friend? nobody's best friend, right? I don't think, <laughs> like, I don't think that's friend. that's the best fit for Boban. So I wish they would have considered his friendships a little more <laughs> in in that trade. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I mean, I'm sure you can get signed somewhere. DeAndre Jordan got signed to a fat contract just because he was friends with Kevin Durant. <laughs> so being a friend pays well in the NBA. It does. It does. I like that strategy. Boban is the actor slash NBA best friend, and that, that works for him. <laughs> I want the well, Mavs to go all out. I think they just need much more than this, and also hopefully this is not the, like, I don't know. I see this working well for like a season, if that. Um, Christian Wood is is difficult to work with. So I'm, I, yeah, I'm surprised that they didn't target like Bullock, Hardaway Jr. or um, why am I blanking? Uh, Finney Smith. Mm. Like to to me, those are all valuable pieces that maybe have some concurrence. So. I don't know. I I clearly didn't watch enough Rockets games to be excited about Christian Wood. <laughs> I don't think anyone did. No, <laughs> I really liked Christian Wood. I, I really did. It's just that then he had that weird stretch where all of a sudden the the locker room was like not getting along and it wasn't just him, but they had... Um, I remember when they said like, oh, John Lucas was brought in because some of these players like need some extra guidance and he wasn't getting through to them. So that's not a good sign. Um, you know, the in, like level of inspirational coach that he is to it not working is that's a bad ratio. But it being your seventh team in seven seasons is a bad stat. Um, and I won't. Mm-hmm. It's hard to forget that right after John Lucas and I think the rest of the team confronted him at that halftime that he didn't start because he was late for a COVID test, so he didn't start. They put him in. He barely gave any effort. At halftime, they talked to him about it. He came back. Second half, he refused to go into the game. Mm. That is not like a heat of the moment thing, right? It's not like that's like he's on the co- he's on the court and he pushed somebody. Um, that's just a decision he made, and that speaks volumes, I think. Hopefully I'm wrong. I like watching him play. It's a young team. Some of that like locker room stuff could just come from, you know, no one really has the experience to step up and command a young team's attention. And, um, you know, it's that, and they had a tough season. I mean, that's not losing good. sucks. Yeah, it really does, but he'll, he'll be going into a position where he's playing behind an MVP candidate. Um, he's playing for Jason Kidd, and he's playing with a lot of veterans uh, that you know just had success in a deep playoff run. So maybe it'll be the first chance that he gets to, you know, slide in to like a healthier environment, or or he'll feel more stable and he knows that he's playing for a contract. Yeah, I yeah. want that for him, and just just to kind of be able to be not in the background, but like Luca is is going to get all of the attention. And so kind of maybe being that role player, that second player that they need can take the pressure off him a little bit. Maybe I wish the best for him, but that's a, I hope Dallas, this isn't their big move. And they're like, Woo, we're done for the we're off done. season. They keep building. Cause they're going to have to build a little more to get through those Western conference teams that you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Because right now all of those teams, like biggest opponent are, is themselves. Yeah. Maybe not literally the Warriors right now. They have to play Boston, but <laughs> that felt 
And I felt like the last line in a, in like a, not a rom-com, but like a really inspirational movie. It's like, and it turns out they found out their actual <laughs> opponent is themselves. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> Credits. The Christian Wood story. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of that, did you watch Hustle, Adam Sandler's movie? I haven't watched it, but I have seen all the Anthony Edwards uh, teasers that came out. Whew. He's a he's a good asshole. Yeah, he is a really, <laughs> really good, good actor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I mean like he. Uh, sorry, I mean that, no, no. That I mean I mean it in the way where I'm like it is suspiciously good for somebody who has what I assume is no acting training to be that good at talking shit about was, like people's daughters and moms. Such it a was good a, villain. It was very spooky. good villain. Yes, very good. Very now, yeah. when, when you first saw the trailer, did you do you remember the movie uh, The Air Up There with Kevin Bacon? Because when I first saw it, I was like, oh, it's like the air up there. Um, what is that about? Was that another sports movie? Yeah, this this is like early or mid-90s, and Kevin Bacon is like a talent scout who had been a great college player, and he goes to recruit uh, a player like this, like, you know, person who's like just learned basketball um, and then oh. brings them over to college. I think it was like right before or right after Blue Chips. It obviously didn't do as well as Blue Chips, uh, and but it's but it's Sandler. It looks incredible. I mean, it looks like Uncut Gems, um, <laughs> and Sandler's so good at, at grumbling. I love it when he plays characters that know better than the people that that character's around, but he doesn't have the power, and so all he can do is kind of grumble. Like he's like, "Take him out, take him out." The guy's like, "No," he's like, "Ah," he just has to like grumble and walk back and know that the wrong thing's gonna happen. He's so good. When he gets to play that role. Wow, you're right. He That's is really so good at that true. role. He's really good at someone who has to grovel, like for some reason or another. Like in this one, you'll find out that there's a past. But yeah, he he's really good at that player. I'm very pumped to see it. Have you watched it? Is it? We have watched it. We have watched it. We won't spoil anything. Um, Damn. But let Damn. us know how you think the players who acted did. But l- your your thing of Anthony Edwards is spot on, though. He's a great heel, great asshole. Like I didn't. I didn't like him during the scenes, but then the scenes would flash away, and I'd be like, "No, I love him." It's Anthony Edwards. So and his name is Kermit. So it is. <laughs> wow. Oh man. Oh, that's so a villain named Kermit. Um, <laughs> wait. So what other players? What other players are in it? He's in it. Oh, let well, me pull up the list because there's so long many. List. Really? Yeah. There is so many. That's well. My main thing was that Adam Sandler made a movie about basketball because he loves basketball and he just got to be around nba players and just yes like, dap up dr j like that's why this movie was made so adam yes. sandler can have those experiences i felt the same way about adam mckay and winning time there's like <laughs> yeah. you could pick you could pick anything like you could do like please do a big short style movie about climate change we all need it to be on our radar or do it do it about like you know the ascendancy of like you know far right power grabs or something like that and instead he's like i need some time off to make a movie about the showtime lakers or mm-hmm. you know a limited series like ah okay <laughs> why <All right>. not <laughs> yeah i would do if you get to call your own shots there's no way like i would 100 percent be making basketball stuff all day long all day long <laughs> who would you he, cast in your basketball movie adam sandler your dream basketball movie. My dream basketball movie, like current players. Yeah, or Definitely. any players. Any player. Doctor, yeah. yeah, there was any a lot of players in it. Uh, well, you know there'd be okay. So I'll blend a few things. I think Boban's fantastic. Boban has to be in it. He has to be in it. Um, His Costco commercial is really good. Oh man, so they're so good. great. You know what else? My wife's name is Lily, and the uh, the ball um, commercial for AT and T. Where he says, I'm Lily now. <laughs> Every time I hear that, I laugh for like 30 it's seconds. A great commercial. He crushes that line delivery. Like I I didn't. Uh, uh, I like Lonzo because he's on the Bulls. Um, LaMelo, I was like, he's rookie of the year. Like this guy's great. He's fantastic. He's so long. He runs like a gazelle. Like he made the Hornets fun to watch. Um, and uh, and I, I tune into his games, you know, when I have league pass. Uh, but man, that won me over more than anything when he's like, that's what I'm going for. Employee, employee of the week. I'm Lily now. Oh man. 
That is such a great line read. So he, he'd probably say, I'm Lily now um, in, my, in the movie. He'd have one line. He'd just be like, I'm Lily now. Uh, LeBron would say sexual intercourse like he did in Trainwreck. He also, he just comes in, he works for five minutes, then we get him out of there saying sexual intercourse. Um, it'd be funny All to have- All time bad movie. Would, oh, Trainwreck? Yeah. Hey, yeah, you hated it? Yeah. Did you guys like it? I like Hater. And I liked LeBron saying sexual intercourse. That's, that's kind of it. <laughs> I don't remember anything else. Me neither. That's, that's the main thing. I um just had this probably one of the like biggest sweat-inducing moments of my life because I was like, what if Tim was in train wreck? Was in train wreck? <laughs> I was literally just like, oh my god, Haley, you can't just be saying shit like. I literally. I'm not kidding when I say, like, I'm so sweaty right now. <laughs> what if he was in train wreck? That's oh why he's talking God. about that LeBron sexual intercourse line. I just trashed it. Yeah, you no, did have a response. You're like, oh, you hated it. Like, yeah, I was that like, was my best work. And that's your opinion. <laughs> Radical honesty over here. Um, no, it's cool. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm okay. used to it. Also, if you've, if you've been a part of CISO, you've heard so much shit talking about projects that you've been either directly or loosely affiliated with that, that it just rolls off your back. When people hate stuff, I'm like, nah, it's okay. <laughs> Whatever. There's a lot like things are things are stressful. Uh you know, it's like a it, like being in entertainment is like being in a like on a basketball team. It's you never know when you're going to have a good season when you're going to have a bad season. You never know when you're going to overperform or underperform in the eyes of other people. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. technically like I booked a job, I'm working. It uh, like it's a championship every day I show up to work. I I won the championship. This is fun. Um you know, this is what I trained to do for so long. But uh, but other people, like I remember my cousins, I came home one year and I had just done like, I did like Veep and Better Call Saul and something else. And I sold a show that moved me to LA and I ran into one of my cousins and he was like, Hey, I saw that US cellular commercial. That's the <laughs> best thing you've ever done. Like, what the fuck, dude? What's your problem? What are you talking about? I was just in Veep, and he's like, I don't watch that show. That commercial was funny. That commercial was funny. That sloth, did you get to pet the sloth? What? All right, man. <laughs> it's your own family sometimes. Oh, yeah. Well, they don't family. understand. You know, if I walked into the bank that, that, you know, some cousin worked at, and I'd be like, what the fuck is this? What are you counting on here, <laughs> idiot? <laughs> you, like to count, you like to count stuff? What are you, a baby? You okay. Let the computer do it. Stupid. This building sucks. <laughs> so, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is. It is. It is really funny that like there are unfil- unfiltered opinions that come out because when you're around people, you don't have to check. You don't have to check yourself with that stuff. And uh, we trade these things so much because we're in like we're past peak TV. We're in like peak 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 TV. Every I saw some tweet the other day that was like, uh, like once a week or once a month, a show comes out that ten like ten years ago would have been the best show of the decade or something <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just keep coming out, and our taste now for for like I don't like that is shocking because um, it's so we have like ref, our palates have gotten refined I think like forcefully in a way. I don't know. Maybe some people still have trash taste, but no. I mean, uh, I think that's true because I will give the disclaimer. They've all heard this a million times. So, like, I'll say like, "Oh, I loved it," but also like, I don't have good taste in TV because I'm tired <laughs> of explaining myself. You know what I mean? Let me love these yeah. shows in peace. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna give examples without your IMDb up anymore. But yeah, there's a lot of shows that I know are not like critically acclaimed that I have loved or have at least love? finished. Like I was telling oh, them yeah. the other day, I I watched all of Bloodline on Netflix, which like for with Coach Taylor in it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, of course. I'm in half the episodes. Okay, yeah, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for some like confirmation. with Coach Taylor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. let me I let me IMDb Coach Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I can never remember that guy's real name. I think it's a Kyle, but he might also be like a. No, you're Steven. right. It's, yeah, Kyle Chandler. I I was the other day. I was stumped for like five minutes. I'm like, Coach Taylor, Coach Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> also, as a joke, I used to call him Coach Tammy Taylor with um, 
Because I, I do think that's like one of the best marriages ever depicted in TV. Because mm. uh, they, it's sure. like, it's a re, they argue the way real people argue. <laughs> you know, and she'll be like, well, that's not going to happen. We're not going to stand for that. You will be at the mayor's fundraiser. And he's like, huh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Oh, 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 so that's how it is. All right. And she's like, that is how it is. I will see you there. Oh, 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 all right, all right. And it's like, yeah, you will be there because that's how relationships work. And there's never <laughs> any, no like communication is ever eth- like effectively back and forth. It's just like her wine glass is like sloshing and he's like just <laughs> saying that a bunch of times. That is the super realistic. Glass. And then the it just cuts glass. to him where she told him to be. That's yeah, yeah. my favorite. <laughs> and Buddy Garrity sidles up and he'll be like, coach, I got to talk to you. We got ourselves a huge problem with San Antonio's eligibility. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Your TikTok uh, should be you doing all the roles from all the roles. <laughs> yes, Friday night those lights. two were like ten out of ten million views. <laughs> God, that show was with so the good. Micro- wow. You have to have the microphone like yeah, yeah, up, up like this, yeah. and then and then Tammy walks in. You know, she's got the biggest white wine glass possible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, we watched that recently, and my wife Lily just like goes insane about that. Like she treats the characters in the show like they're a part of her life, and responds like they're walking in the room after she just found out everything that they've done in their life. <laughs> and it's great because you know a lot of times you'll show your partner or friend a TV show that you love that you know, that you've watched like three or four times and you just don't know how they're going to react. And my wife took to that show hook, line, and sinker. Like <laughs> by the end of the first episode, she's like, well, we're going to watch another one, right? I'm like, oh. and I had to downplay it. That's the best acting I've ever done where I'm like, yeah, okay, let's watch another episode. <laughs> if you want. Yeah. If you want. And inside my- I'm like, fuck yes, going through it for the fifth time. Yes. Sorry, I keep swearing. I'm such a potty mouth. <laughs> no, you're fine. This yeah, is the same space. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Um, what is everyone's like show like for them or movie that you will show people but get kind of nervous about? Ooh, mm. great question. Do I have to go first? I, I go did first. one the other night that was like the dumb, the riskiest thing ever because we were having Ooh. a movie night. And actually, hang on, let me pull up the name of this movie because despite me always recommending it, I can never remember the name. <laughs> what should I even Google? Are you I mean, talking about – like, yeah, I want to know how risky this is. I need, I need a frame of reference with like yeah. an actual title so that I could – figure out because uh, I definitely have like a niche TV show in my head that is definitely like a maker it's not make or break like I won't if someone doesn't like it but if someone does like it it's a make yeah it's not a break oh, but it's, okay got it's it. like a huge make yeah right so, that makes sense Haley for reference what were you talking about well I'm trying to figure out the name of it I can never remember because I never think the name goes with the movie to me like it just doesn't match um, but I'll watch it like, you know, once every six months or whatever, but it's so good. And we were having a lesbian movie night and I suggested it and we'd all just smoked and like the wine was out and everyone was feeling great. And then I remember as we put it on, it's all subtitles, which is totally fine. But like we are all 
slaps read them yeah. yeah you know what i mean and, and also there's a friend group that talks and so i'm just like so nervous the entire time because i'm like we're not no one's gonna get it it's got such a good twist like and i'm just freaking the fuck out however we what we figured out that we would do is anytime someone was super behind they'd pause it and i'd give a little like this is what just happened <laughs> yes that's good yeah that's good I'm what was it I, I'm still Googling. I put in Asian love story um, scammer lesbian and not actually good <laughs> things have come up. So I'm just trying to make this clean. Um, what was your show? <laughs> Wait, Jordan, did you have one? You seem like you You were like, I got a couple. Yeah, I have a couple because of what you said, like the make or break. And my number one is 90 Day Fiance. If you... <laughs> say that you also love that show instantly best friends and we have so much to talk about there's so many seasons that but i understand why people don't like the show so it's not a, a point against you but if you love 90 day fiance you have a special place in my heart but That's i've nice. also been yeah. on the opposite side because my fiance fred is a huge marvel person Oh, so deep into the comic books and everything. And I think that was my make or break. I think I have this ring because I like the Avengers. I think if I did it, <laughs> wow, whoo, I think wow. it would be something else. So I am so in Miss Marvel came out last night. We cooked dinner. We have it on. I love it so much. I love all the characters, but I truly think it was it was on that hinge if I didn't like Marvel. Wow. How, how how deep is his Marvel? When he proposed, was he like, Jordan, will you wear my Infinity Stone? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I wish he thought of that. If he, he, if he thought of that beforehand, definitely that would have been All right. Well, he could put it in his vows. You take yeah. that. I'll, 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 I'll happily, I'll write, I'll help write his vows if he wants, if he wants Marvel references. Yes. Uh, <laughs> my, so I have like, my TV show is this niche British comedy from the early 2000s called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Where does it, one find that? <laughs> I think uh, it might be on like it might be streaming on Amazon or something like that. Um, let's see. Uh, but that it's like this very it's it's British. It is a super weird show. It yeah, it's from 2004. Um, Richard Io80, Matt Berry is in it. Uh, I think streaming, I'm pretty sure on Amazon. I thought it was. Um, Seems like a deep oh, I cut. I can't tell. It's pretty deep. It's pretty deep. Um, yeah, it's pretty deep. But it's like, yeah, I think you can watch it on Prime. Um, it's so fucking silly and weird and like purposefully bad like it's a show made in the early 2000s that pretends to be a show that was made in the mid 80s as like a cheesy like low rent special effects horror movie but it's all of that is played for laughs and matt berry who was in toast of london and uh what we do in the shadows um among other like great British shows and things like that. Uh, he's one of, it's like his first series regular role and Richard Ioade who like had a little bit of a splash here. Who's in the it crowd, the, uh, the British show. Um, and it's only eight episodes, I think. And it's just fucking weird. And I go back and watch it probably once a year, but it is one of those things where I'll like, I'll slide it very cautiously to someone. And if they like it, I'm like, oh, okay, we like you're, you're weird. That's 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 good. Like Brain Candy by Kids in the Hall, if you've seen that movie, like that's a weird movie where if, if someone knows it, they'll they'll just like quote your ear off. Um and it doesn't even matter if it's aged well or whatever, you're just like you, you have so much fun with it. The other the the other movie, I mean like in terms of like putting this in front of a partner and, and definitely like my wife responded well to this. But I kind of need to watch it once a year is Love and Basketball, you know. Oh yes. I mean that if someone's like I'm not into this, I'm like that's maybe a break thing. I'm like really, once a <laughs> year you can't watch. Thing. You yes. can't sit and watch Love and Basketball with me. Like emotionally, this is where I'm at. I need to watch this right now. 
and you're saying no like that yeah. would be a break that'd be a break for me i own it I, on dvd and i oh. had it on vhs so yes I think I bought it on iTunes the last time I realized that I, I was like, I don't wait, I don't own this. I just bought it on iTunes. Great um, a good plane days. movie. Oh, I bet. Oh, wait. Well, you, I mean, well, now if you're, I mean, well, I guess people don't wear masks on planes anymore. I don't want to be crying in a mask on a plane. <laughs> oh, I cry. I always cry. Cause I, I either, it's you've got mail or love and basketball. It's gotta be some kind of light rom-com. Last time I, my uh, aunt was like surprised I'd never seen Saving Private Ryan. So I watched that on a plane. Oh, okay. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, but I, you were asking I'm for a big the tears. public crier wow. over here, so it doesn't really matter. That but yeah, first scene, you're like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was emotional. Couldn't forget. But then when he said he was a teacher, yeah, that killed me. That killed me. I really like Matt Berry. I think Matt Berry is um, also one of those names that probably has the largest range of like people who do different things. Isn't there like a football analyst named Matt Berry? It just seems very general. <laughs> oh, this is what you mean. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think that. Yeah. yeah but he, what we do in the shadows is so funny. So funny. my like show uh, one is probably well, the instant bonding is. Love Island, but I do find a lot of people watch that. It's just so funny, but also like you know that that person's gonna waste their time doing something. Um, so I automatically think they'd be good on vacations. Number two is Kath and Kim. Have any of you guys seen that? Oh no, but I've had a I've had a lot of people recommend it lately. It's really funny, but it's not the kind of funny that I want to force on people because I don't know if they'd find it funny. Yeah, but yeah. for me, yeah. like that's very funny. So Kath and Kim is one of those for me. Yeah, that thing that hits the frequency, that kind of ends up being like more make than break. Like if people don't get Garth Marenghi's Dark Place or, or you know, some more obscure comedies or things that just like hit me at the right place in the right time in my life, if they don't get it, I'm like, okay, no big deal. But if they do get it, you're like, how do you understand this as well? <laughs> you know, I, it makes me look at a person in a, in a different light. It opens this like fun dimension where, like oh maybe we could be friends forever yeah <laughs> yes and, yes exactly in the same line that's like when um i found out that at uh where jordan and i used to work the ringer um jason gallagher and sean you my coworkers, were like really big fans of hot rod because for all of us that was a thing where it was like we were teen like teenagers when we became obsessed with it so then to see that you loved this like deeply funny but like in a deeply like and cherished immature way but as adults you still can bond over it that was a unique thing too so i things like that where it's from a long time ago like love and basketball in a different way but sort of a similar way yeah oh, i just even you saying it again i'm like Oof. might be time <laughs> gotta to watch it might be, time. <laughs> might be time i need to open the floodgates um <laughs> yeah that's your emotional vulnerability day yeah, need yeah. To cry day. You got it. I watch. I watch Amelie and uh, Love and Basketball back to back, and the British Office. That's the same. You ever watched the British Office all the way through? Not I all the way through. No. But oh, only so you, it's, it was hard to get it available to me. That's true. Also, the second season is like more cringe than cringe comedy. First season is cringe <sighs> comedy. I can do it. Second, but trust me, if you get to the Christmas special episodes at the end. I'm the the last like the last ten minutes of the British Office will just break you in the best possible way. The last made ten it, minutes. I mean, yeah, when you like the last episode, <laughs> the last episode in general, but like the last like the way that it ends is just so perfect and gorgeous. It made me delay watching the American Office for years, even though I'm a gigantic Steve Carell fan. Um, because I was like, there's no way that it can hold up. And they started the American office by like kind of doing it, you know, for, I think the first episode is almost exactly like the first episode of the British office, like shot for shot. And then they deviate slowly from that. And I was like, I'm not into that. Um, and then eventually I started to get like hard opinions, like, you know, like Jim never should have left Rashida Jones's character. And like, he, you know, she's way better than Pam. And then slowly realizing like, no, they're made for each other. And then being like, Pam's really twisting the knife. She's treating Jim like shit. It's not cool what she's doing to him. Um, and then being like, oh yeah, this is like so many people that I worked with, like they're meant to be together. And um, they allow everybody else to kind of like, you know, 
be satellites around them in the office and and everybody's hilarious yeah that is also another very realistic relationship jim and pants i thought because like a lot of the, her things are just petty and and yeah the the points at which you're not crazy about her um my the movie i looked it up it's called the handmaiden i think it doesn't click for me because they never say the handmaiden in english you know so i'm always just like that also that movie i watch all the time um you can find it on amazon or maybe Hulu. I don't know. I recommend everyone watch it. It's such a good movie um, for your upcoming lesbian movie night. Is it? Is it emotional? Is it a tear You're going to be... So again, this is another one where it's kind of vulnerable to show it because not even if everyone is totally sober and like in, in a mood to read, um, it's odd. You're going to think it's odd. So that's it is a, a vulnerable one to be like, let's all watch this. But you're going to be upset at points, but you're not going to cry. I mean, did I cry? Yes. But because it was beautiful. <laughs> you got to watch this movie. You're going to get upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the payoff is when you figure out what's going on, you're like, that was great for me during the movie night. Everyone screamed and they were like freaking out. So, oh, okay. Yeah. That that's awesome. satisfying. So, it's so it's a satisfying thing to put in front of someone because you know that that reaction is probably coming. But so scary. Yes. Because oh, what, what if the reaction doesn't come? Oh, you know, yes, and then okay, you've yeah. just recommended this movie that no, everyone's talking over. Right, right. Um, Sorry, Jordan. I know that you're like. <laughs> <laughs> late for something but tim please come back on this please. was so fun this was so fun absolutely when you when you had said maybe we we're going to talk about old old bulls teams i looked up the 07 08 bulls and i was like we had larry hughes and joe smith for like half that season i'd forgotten about this we had ben wallace and joe kim Noah on the same team i'm like how did we ever crack 80 points a game <laughs> we should have an old bulls off season whole episode, episode we just dedicated talk about, to that yes oh. I would love that. We'll talk about the bench mob. There's, those were like really fun, really fun teams. And then the early D Rose stuff. Oh, so heartbreaking. I've always yes. wanted to like ask a 15 year old, like, could you really believe that this happened? And we tell them things about like players like Joakim Noah and being fourth in MVP voting and just seeing their faces. Can you believe, just showing him clips of him like slowly like pushing the ball on the break. Be like, this guy was fourth in MVP. What do you think of that? Literally averaged 12 Not points 12 a game. Yeah. Crazy. Well, Nash won the MVP averaging like 15.6, right? Or something like that. Yeah, but had like 50,000 assists per average. Yeah, 50,000. Yeah. But please come back. That would be awesome. Absolutely. Thank we'll do, you for this. Yeah, Bulls this off season one. So Thank fun. you so much. And we'll yeah. cry. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> we'll do a, a watch along cry fest of yes. old Bulls uh, footage. Love that. In Japanese. <laughs> All right.